Good morning, people. Oh, Janine. Sorry about that bug eye thing. Be in my <laughs> office. Um, welcome back yeah. to Hashtag Just Saying. My goodness. Um, there is nothing better, nothing at all better than beginning your day with technical difficulties. <laughs> I was going to say with Ovaltine. With Ovaltine? <laughs> a crummy commercial? Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, hopefully we sound okay. Um, hopefully. Hopefully. Hopefully everything's fixed. So. You tell us. <laughs> don't no comment. Don't tell us. We'll tell you. Um, we're fine. We're fine. Okay. I have. Wow. That I feel like I'm a little bit loud, but that's all right. Um, I have a one, but one work-related story for you. Bathroom. That does not involve the bathroom, by the way. No bathrooms today. Um, <laughs> Yet. It was... Picture um, this. <laughs> Quincy, 2019. Um, Long time ago. <laughs> several hours from now. Yeah. Uh, what is that? What, what is that we, we used to say? It's like, oh, a minute ago, a month ago. <laughs> Because everything, you get older and everything's like, ah, seems like it was a minute ago. And then you find out, nah, it was eight months ago. Son of a bitch. <laughs> so, um, it was somebody's birthday in the finance department. And Mark, <laughs> Mark decided he was going to be a good guy and get that person like some kind of cupcake thing, like a, like a little ice cream cake thing, right? Now, I did not poke my head above the cubicle. So I don't know how this came out, but all I heard, I know, <laughs> all I heard was Mark's voice booming across the office going, that's not what the picture looked like. <laughs> and I said, and I'm like sitting there, I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, that's not what I ordered. And then he goes, we'll eat it anyway. <laughs> So it wasn't, it was, and he was so adamant about it. He's like, let me show you the picture. He was telling everybody. He's like, I got to show you the picture of the thing I ordered that's not this. It's like, I think. Well, news, news flash for him, it's never like the pictures. Oh, no. When, they, those... when they take those pictures, they just slowly take their time and make it perfect. So most of the, like in the commercials and stuff, most of the time it's fake food. <laughs> that's not bullshit. That's fact. That's fact shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't bullshit. I fact shit. <laughs> I like that. That's going to be my new slogan. <laughs> You're shitting me. I don't bullshit. I fact shit. That's right. Oh, shit. Yes. So how was... How? 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 What, how? How? how what, hi. What's up? <laughs> what kind of week have you had? My typical, typical, normal, boring, nothing week. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. The only thing exciting for me is I recently got my own apartment, and I'll yes. be moving in next week. Very nice. A round of applause for Sean. There you go. Um, look, we're, we're, 
I know, the slow clap. <laughs> so we're about four minutes in. I haven't done any horn yet. Um, you can catch the, the first uh, 20 to 30 uh, minutes on YouTube. You can watch the, the fun video. It's a fun video. And for the YouTube folks, you can catch the entire show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Stitcher. Google Play. Playtime. And Playtime. <laughs> and because we're not... Um, sure, where else we're at? Well, yeah, that too. And I was going to say, because we're not ungrateful jerks, we're going to thank everybody once again for all the... We got like an influx of uh, subscriptions. It was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're still on that happy high, so <laughs> we're still high from that <laughs> shit. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we got the 200th episode coming up. We got something very special planned for that. Yeah, I can't uh, wait. Stay tuned for that because this is number what 198. Yep. Yes, it's coming coming faster than you wanted to. October 4th will be it's our 200. Sex joke in there somewhere. <laughs> yes, October 4th will be the 200th. Mark it on your calendars. Check it off. So, do you have anything that you wish to uh, proceed with? I, this entire, let me tell you something. First of all, I got creamed in fantasy football last week. Ah, uh, that's one reason why I don't play that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, I don't play that shit. Um, I care about it a lot more than I thought I would, and it's it's disappointing that I got creamed. Um... But, you know, this such is life. I'm still learning. Um, but, I mean, the, it's been like a, a messed up week in football this week. Uh, the, my, my team, the, the New York Giants, have done the unthinkable and benched Eli Manning. Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, I was a little like, oh, goody. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> Anytime a Manning is benched, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Sean was 100% on board. I, I wish I his brother think... was get out from the front of the camera. Yeah. He... You're tired of being with your family. Be with your family. Stop doing commercials. Well, he's probably tired of his family. They're probably tired of him, actually. We all are. <laughs> <laughs> like, Peyton, go home. Jeez. Move. Yeah. So, apparently, um, Sean had, has handed me this bulletin. <laughs> where it's um uh, this just in yeah yes so eli, eli might this not just be in yesterday yeah so eli might not be happy about being benched for daniel jones i like daniel jones um well i don't like him but i think he has a lot of promise um we're not gonna spend a lot of time on football so if you don't like football just hang in there um but it doesn't sound like he'll ask to be traded which is good um well, that's like the thing. I just noticed I've said um like 12 times. <laughs> and you always hated that. I do. I hate when I do that. Um. Yes. But because uh, a lot of a lot of players lately have been asked to be traded. I, I, I've been calling it the Antonio Brown syndrome <laughs> because of the 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 bull fact. Was it? Well, no, I, I forgot my saying already. My fa- my sh- my fact shit. Yes. My shit fact. It's bullshit. No shit fact. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> of the 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 stuff he pulled over at, at the Raiders, and he got what he wanted. So like basically, like there was a joke. I I actually don't even know if it was a joke. It might actually be true, where the entire uh, Dolphins defense asked to be traded. 
They were like, yeah, well, because they, they're, they're like 0-2. Mm. They're being a bit, yeah. they're abysmal right now. They got creamed by Pats and, yeah. uh, I think it was the Ravens. Yeah, they got whooped. They got whooped. Uh, so, you know, I mean, that's why, like, a lot of people are like, well, I'll just, you know, be a baby and get what I want. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll get traded. No, it, sh- it shouldn't work that way. Even if you don't like the team you're on, you're supposed to, like, you know. You can pay to play football. Play, right. Just play. Just play and just shut up and play. <laughs> Look at the money you're making. Shut up. <laughs> just shut up and play. <laughs> My God. I wouldn't mind that kind of money. I'd I probably, love it. I'd probably get hit and then break every bone in my body. And you'd still be getting paid. But I'd still get paid. So, you know, one for one. One for one. <clears throat> so, uh, do you have anything you, you wish to discuss? Um, two things. I'm not sure which one. Oh, you know, you know ooh. It's always nice. It's freedom of choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one, something that I've actually uh, been curious about over the years. Okay. Up. And the other one is it the to... sandwich thing? Because we just talked no. about that. <laughs> Sean, you literally sitting there, and Sean's like, "Where did the name sandwich come from?" <laughs> Turns out it was some earl or something in England, Britain, Britain. Well, England, Britain. Yeah, they they mm-hmm. go. See, so now we're we're uh, mm-hmm. we're throwing out little fun facts. Mm-hmm. Shit, true, <laughs> true shit. I don't know. Actually, oh. in a way, both of these are factual. One okay. has to, one has to do with the movie. One has to do with cars. Okay. Well, either either one. <clears throat> hit you know, hit him in the face. <laughs> don't sue. No, I don't have any money. Don't sue me. Um. Um. No, oh, this one's short, so I'll do this one. Ah, nice. The thing I've been wondering all my life: Why don't all cars have gas tanks on the same side? Uh. Well. Oh, oh, well, okay. Uh, no. <laughs> this is, this was like, when I got my car, right? Um, it's, it's a Subaru. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it's a Subaru and I'm sorry. Uh, they're rated like high safety and stuff like that, right? So when I get the car, the guy goes, your gas tank is on the passenger side. And I've always had it on the driver's side. This is the first vehicle I've ever had with the the gas tank is on the passenger side. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. going to screw me up. And it has, mm-hmm. by the way. And he said, oh, well, that's for safety. He said, because if you run out of gas or something on the side of the highway, you're not gassing up. Standing out. Standing in, in, the, in traffic. I don't know if that's on your list. No. But that's what he <laughs> said to me. And I'm like, okay, but that's still lame. Why would I run out of gas on the highway? I'd gas up before I go. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. My brother used to do that all the time. Like, we'd get a phone call. This is back in the 80s when you could you had to go to, like, a payphone and shit. He'd go to, like, a payphone and be like, I ran out of gas. Remember those? Yeah. Kids don't, but that's okay. Cost a dime or a quarter to make a phone call? Yeah, what do you call collect? Pick me up, I'm on the side of the road. So he would call and just be like, I ran out of gas. Somebody bring me some gas. Mm-hmm. Like, no, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I would never say that to him. Just saying. <laughs> but yeah, he used to run out of gas all the time. My mother used to be like, before he left the house, my mom would be like, check the gas before you leave the driveway. 
He'd still call. So, but but move, moving <laughs> on, what does your uh, what does your facts say? According to a Ford spokesman, mm-hmm. uh, engineers are free to place fuel doors on the side of the car that offers the easiest packaging. And while on each side would rather be convenient, we're not likely to see dual fuel doors anytime soon. There's neither the room nor the demand for them. Quote, the placement of the fuel door is mainly a factor of fuel tank design, location, and underbody packaging. Can I just say, I've yeah. never actually thought about it. Actually. actually? Uh, uh, dual, dual, dual access? Flame, flames, flames <laughs> on the side of my face. Dual, d- dual gas access? Because breathe in, breathe in. You know why? Because I'm so astounded by this. I've never thought of it before. Dual access to the gas tank on either side? That would be awesome because no matter what, because sometimes like you go to pull in to a gas thing and there's not one for your side for your side. Yeah. And you got to be like, motherfucker, now I got to turn around and do all this. Go all the way around and come at and do this this hocus pocus shit. Yeah. And get my thing. Like if you had either or you could just be like, here I am. (laughs) That would be awesome. It would. I want it now. I didn't know I wanted it, but I want it now. Uh, with, all, with all the structure and components located underneath the vehicle, engineers will quickly encounter restrictions in trying to route the filler tube to the same side on every vehicle. Um, I don't uh, care. I want <clears throat> it now. Americans prefer fuel doors, fuel doors on the left side of the cars, probably because it makes it easier for them to place their car's left fender close to the fuel pump. And for this reason, it's possible that drivers in the UK, Australia, New Zealand, India, and other countries who drive on the left side of the road favor a right-hand side fuel door. But there's nothing to confirm the driver's preference is a factor. There are a, uh, regulations about where the fuel door should be positioned, but these don't specify the right or left side of the car. Yeah. Parentheses, current regulations regarding car fuel systems demand the filler be at the widest part of the car inboard of any crumple zones and safe from dripping onto any hot exhaust bits or electrical wiring. Listen, I get it, but now I just <clears> want <throat> dual doors. <laughs> uh, Robert Frank, writing for a PBS NewsHour, puts forward the, quote, equilibrium arguments suggested that if all cars have fuel doors on the same side, 50% of the pumps in the gas station will be unused. <laughs> That's and we'd, we'd all spend even more of our time waiting in line to get gas. Yeah. And if you can't remember the location of your fuel door, parentheses, and if we're completely honest, most of us will have to take a second look and think about that before we answer. Simply look at the little diamond-shaped arrow on the fuel gauge of your dashboard. It points to the side of the car where the fuel door is. Mm-hmm. Do it before you pull up to the pump to avoid the embarrassment of having to get back in your car. <laughs> Driving to the other side of the pump and looking like a dick. <laughs> I pulled into, it was actually Monday. Monday. I stopped to get gas and I pulled up to the pump <clears throat> and I was, I was in a hurry. Okay. And I pulled in. Now I was like, like, like here's a pump. Like my car was here. Like I, I, I went, I was too far in front of it <clears throat> and too far up. And I got out of the car and I looked at it and I was like, there's no way 
that hose is going to reach my car. And then, like, you weigh the option. You're like, okay, if I get back in my car and move my car, I'm going to look like an asshole, right? Because it's like, oh, you don't know how to park your car for gas? However, if I try to make the thing, and it doesn't reach, then I'm going to look like an idiot because it's like, oh, why did she even try to do that? And she just should have just tried to move the car. (laughs) Um, The answer that I went with was that I just tried to, it barely fit. Like, it barely reached. I was, it was maximum capacity for the hose. It was like, I I made it, but it was like, by a pube. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what can I say? Sometimes I throw myself off about what side it's on. Really? Uh, Because sometimes I drive my girlfriend's car. Mm -hmm. And hers is on the left side. Mine is on the right side. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when I'm pulling the gas station, I got to stop and think about it before I get out of the car. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Right side, mine. Okay. Right side. <laughs> right side me. Right side me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, okay. So. Sorry. Gonna, yeah, yeah, it's all right. I'm going to do this real quick because I think this might be fun. Oh, good. We like fun, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Were you waiting for a response? Nope. Raise your hand if you like fun. Um, this is a little thing called, I like to call, uh, what movie would be a lot shorter if the main character did what they were told? Every horror film made. Okay. These, Especially Friday the 13th. Think of your answer. Okay. The first one, Labyrinth. Just babysit your brother. Then the main character doesn't go on a drug for, drug trip for two hours. <clears throat> Nor do you get to meet David Bowie. <laughs> we have a white wedding. That's Billy Idol. Oh. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> I always get them mixed up. That's all right. Well, they're British. <laughs> that's about all they have in They have the same color hair, didn't they? Yeah, well, yeah. Kind of, yeah. First Blood would just be a movie about a B- Vietnam vet taking a walk if Brian mm. Dennehy didn't pull a U-turn and give Rambo a hassle. Well, guess what? Last Blood is about to come out. I know! That's why I saw that the other day. I'm like, damn, he looks old. Yes. I'm sorry. Stallone looks old. And he really looks old when he's doing the Creed movies as uh, Rocky. Yeah. (laughs) Mary Poppins. If the kids were well-behaved, Katie Nana would have never left, and so there would be no need for the charming and magical nanny to arrive. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) shitty kids behave skyfall bond you are decommissioned all right i'm head out (laughs) bond never listens to mi6 star wars luke just stayed home with his aunt and uncle gets burn nated that's the actual word they wrote burn nated we didn't stop the fire (laughs) no the stormtroopers did (laughs) yes the cabin in the woods. The harbinger warns them to turn back, and they do. The end. <laughs> Except that still probably means everybody dies. Fair enough. Breaking Bad. I'll pay for your cancer treatment. Oh, thank you. You're the man. The end. <laughs> I've never made Instead it. making math. I know. I never made it all the way through Breaking Bad. I got about three episodes in or something. 
I just a while back. I think I made it to like halfway through season three. And oh like, wow! It was dull. You made you made it much further than I did. Yes. <laughs> that was hell. I'm sure. Frozen. <clears throat> Trolls, your daughter will be fine. Don't be fearful of her powers because fear leads to destruction. Parents. Fear leads to hate. Hate. <laughs> Holy shit, Sean! Have you seen this film? What? Uh, Frozen. Yeah. Oh God. It's like uh, it's my girlfriend's daughter's favorite movie that we watched quite a few times. Ah, parents, we understand. Even though Anna lost her memories of Elsa's powers, keeping them away from each other for literally no reason would be cruel. So they can continue to play together, so long as we get some ground rules to ensure safety. The end. Mm-hmm. There you go. But what I was what I was doing when I started saying something was mm-hmm. I was I was doing the impression of Yoda. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know we were doing a Yoda thing. <laughs> No. There is no try, only do. That sounded more like Kermit. Hello. <laughs> Piggy. I know you can do it better than that. Piggy. <laughs> oh, Muppets are fun. Piggy. <laughs> While not necessarily a movie, Hamlet, if he ham. does. I knew you were going to yell him. Piggy, ham. <laughs> Make it, make it. <laughs> if he just killed the uncle that he hated, who banged his mom, and who Ghost Dad told him to kill, Hamlet wouldn't have died, or like almost everyone else, or screwed over Denmark. All right. The Exorcist, Ouija, and any films involving a Ouija board. Hey, don't play with Ouija boards. Okay. <laughs> Simple. <laughs> That one's like my favorite That's because a, it's it's so true. It's as simple as when you hear people bitch and complain what they heard or saw on TV or radio. Mm-hmm. Easiest thing to do is don't turn it on, don't watch mm. it. Right. Done. Nothing right. to bitch about. Right. But they still do it because they want to bitch. Oh yes. Bitch. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Matrix. Neo. I think you get the wrong number. Click. <laughs> Movie over. Uh, the Breakfast Club. If they did what they were told in the first place, they would not have detention. Right. That's right. Star Wars. Yoda. Creeps me out, this kid does, Qui-Gon. Train him you should not. Qui-Gon. Okay. <laughs> That's so fucking true. You really think he's the chosen one, huh? Yeah. There is another. There's always another. I know. Uh, technically characters, but Friday the 13th. Bam. Stop fucking and save Jason. Boom. Done. No vengeful mother killing people and Camp Crystal Lake stays relatively peaceful. Or. Or. Don't go to Camp Crystal Lake. Ooh, I like that one better. Go find another fucking lake to go <laughs> have sex at and... <laughs> party and have your bonfires and stay away from lakes make your s'mores ferris bueller's day off just go to school ferris makes you look like an asshole is what he does then (laughs) who is it yeah i know you know goddamn well who this is (laughs) horror movies where they say don't split up and they do it anyway that's right the lion king mufasa your uncle is bad. Don't listen to him and stay away from shadowy stuff. 
Simba, okay, Dad. Boom, nobody dies, nothing bad happens. Simba obeys Mufasa, Scar dies because he's a hoe. Hakuna Matata. Hakuna <laughs> Matata, motherfucker. Um, <laughs> Lord of the Rings movies. They wouldn't have happened if the original character just threw the damn ring in the fire. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. The Grudge. That house is haunted. They say don't go in it. Okay, let's not go in. Seriously, the first people going inside caused three movies because of their choice. Every Disney princess movie ever. <laughs> and they went on to list them. Here we go. The Little Mermaid. Ariel does as her father says and doesn't talk to humans. The end. Aladdin. Jasmine does as the log dictates and marries a prince. The end. Sleeping. I'm the god prince. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty. Aurora does as she's told, doesn't talk to strangers, never finds true love. She sleeps till the end of time. One might argue this would make the movie a lot longer. The end. First of all, don't uh, shit on a good nap. She might enjoy be enjoying a nap. She never asked to be woken up. I wouldn't want to be. Me enjoy a good nap. Oh, God, I do. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Belle listens to her father, who leaves the castle immediately. The end. Rapunzel slash Tangled. Rapunzel listens to Gothel and doesn't attempt to leave the tower. The end. Come I don't, here. Yeah. Brave. Meridia does as she's sold and gets married to one of the many suitors who come to compete for her. And the end. End. Finn. Cinderella, I know Finn. <laughs> Cinderella obeys her stepmother, doesn't go to the ball. The end. But you know, would that be a nice happy ending for her? I don't think so. Pocahontas. Pocahontas marries Kakoim. <laughs> the end. Poker. Mulan. She does as the law says and stays home. The end. <laughs> These are very short movies when you look at it like that. Snow White, the huntsman, does as he's told and kills Snow White. The end. Mona. Mona stays away from the ocean as people advise her. The end. <laughs> Wait, are we talking Mona from Who's the Boss? No, Mona, the Mona, the Disney movie. It's got the rock in it. That was a joke. Oh, sorry. I missed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn. Ooh. Yeah. Coming to America. Oh, yeah. Yes. If Prince Akeem just married his arranged bride without the fuss, there'd be no trip to America, no job at McDowell's, no meeting Lisa, and no other bride. And no upcoming sequel. No. Are they doing a sequel to Coming to America? Mm-hmm. Oh, he must need money. Coming to America, the search for more money. <laughs> I, think, I think it has, I'm not too sure, but I think this one will have to do with, um, what's his face? The other one. The, the... The like the, the assistant. <laughs> what was this? Who was Arsenio Hall's character? Yeah. Okay. I think it has to do with him in this one. Like, I don't remember his name. You know how many? You know how long either. it's been since I've seen uh, Coming to America. Mm. One of my most hated movies. <clears throat> Auntie M, Dorothy, come inside. <laughs> There's a storm coming. Dorothy, I'm coming, Auntie M. Dorothy goes inside. Movie over. <laughs> Home Alone. Kevin, don't be a nosy prick and stand by me. Okay. The end. Hold mom or dad's hand. Gremlins. <laughs> this person didn't even need to write a description. Don't let Corey Feldman near it. Just end. Gremlins, yeah. All the Harry Potter movies. Everyone. Harry, no. Harry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just wanted to be like, yes. yes. <clears throat> okay, this is... I need to see if I can get through this. I wanted to put this on here because I've actually seen this film. Most people won't know this one because the movie sucked and did poorly, but the 2013 version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This woman inherited a house from her dead grandma, whom she'd never met, goes to the house with her friends, and a lawyer hands her a letter from her grandma and tells her to read it before she goes into the house. She puts the letter in her pocket and goes into the house where all her friends are killed because she didn't know about the chainsaw-wielding maniac in the basement. Mm. Quoting movie reviewer uh, Chris Stuckman, so yeah, if she'd never read the letter, I'm sorry, if she'd read the letter like she was supposed to, it would have been a lot shorter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Risky business. Try to behave yourself while we're gone. You know, like not turning your parents' house into a brothel to pay for the Porsche you wrecked while chasing down a hooker you hired and she robbed your place. Just order pizza, smoke some weed, and stay up late watching TV like a normal person. And put on some shorts when you do a slide across the floor. Mm. Put on some shoes. (laughs) Avengers Infinity War. If Star-Lord had showed some restraint. Mm. I thought you were going to say Avengers and Babysitting. I I still hate Star-Lord for that whole thing. Beauty and the Beast, if the prince had just offered shelter to the witch. There you go. The Big, the kid doesn't use the fortune teller machine. Instead, he goes home. The end. (laughs) Don't worry, you'll be big someday. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Goodfellas, Henry Hill stops hanging around with gangsters and goes to school like his father said. The mailman never gets threatened with death by pizza oven. The Lufthansa heist never happens. He lives an uneventful life with no prison or witness protection. And years later, a man named Tommy, who Henry never met, goes home and gets his shine box. (laughs) Oh, go home and get your fucking shine box, Tommy. (laughs) The Shawshank Redemption would be a lot longer if he did what he was told. (laughs) That's a little reverse one. I like that. Nice. Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It didn't. Indiana didn't even need to get involved because the Ark just kills the Nazis anyway. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Jaws. Stay out of the water. <laughs> Seriously. Go build a sandcastle. <clears throat> get some sun. Jaws. Chief Brody. Bitch got eight. I'm gonna close the beach. Mayor Larry Vaughn. I. Right. Roll credits. <laughs> Oh. I love that. Bitch got eight. I'm going to close the beach. <laughs> Aight. Aight. Roll credits. Alien. She said not to open the airlock and bring him inside. It's mm-hmm. arguable that the act of disobedience gave rise to aliens two, three, and four also. Join me and together we can rule the galaxy as, as father, father and son. Sure, okay, Dad. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> 300. Sparta submits to the Persians. The end. <laughs> the Jungle Book. Everyone tells him to go to the goddamn human village. <laughs> he refuses. At the end of the movie, they're finally like, you know what? Fuck it. Stay here. Then Mowgli's like, nah, I'm going. That's true. Like, at the end, all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I should go. You just made me think of one. Oh, well, good. Goodwill hunting. Just be the janitor and don't write on a chalkboard. <laughs> 
And because it's one of my favorite films, I said I put it at the end. Doctor Strange, don't use your phone while driving. Doesn't get fucking handicapped and use his magic to repair hands. The end. Good tip. Yeah. And What's yours? The burbs. The burbs. Stop being a nosy bastard on your neighbors, and uh, you won't cause havoc and blow up houses. <laughs> that is true. However, that neighbor was weird. I got weird neighbors, too. That's okay. Like burying bodies in the backyard. Well, they're not doing that that I know of. Not yet, anyway. Oh! (laughs) I like fun. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your fun thing? We had so much fucking fun, we're going to be whistling zippy-doo-doo out of our assholes. I just fucked that up. You did, but you made it through. I can't even uh, get that up. Well, you made it through. It's fine. I saw this one today. Yep. Classic. Well, yeah, kind of a classic movie. It's from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Groundhog Day with Bill Murray. Oh, that's a good movie. I found fun facts about the movie Groundhog Day. Oh, did you? Yes, I did. Oh, fun. I'm ready. Bill Murray wasn't the first choice. Mm. While we couldn't imagine Groundhog Day without Bill Murray, surprisingly, he wasn't the first choice for the film. Initially, both Tom Hanks and Michael Keaton turned down the role Ooh. of the weatherman Phil Collins. Michael Keaton probably could have Keaton. Michael Keaton probably could have done okay. I can't see um, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks doing it. Yeah, I could see Michael doing it too. Because I mean, the whole point is like he has to be a little bit snarky. Mm-hmm. Tom Hanks is too nice. Yeah. <laughs> He's too nice a guy. Although Tom Hanks was busy, he also didn't think that he that the character fit his personality. Hey! That's exactly what I said. <laughs> and that the ending would be too predictable if he was the star. Michael Keaton, on the other hand, just didn't understand the script and passed on the role. <laughs> the decision he later admitted he regrets. Aww. Well, you know, I mean... You were still Batman, dude. You were still Batman. Oh, boy. And well, that's fine. Gung Ho, Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom's a good movie. Yeah. A lot of people forget about that one. You got a lot of good mm. ones. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Next, they wasted three days of shooting. In a scene that was eventually cut from the film, Murray's character, Phil, gives himself a mohawk, paints his room, and goes crazy with a chainsaw. Filming for the scene took three days, even though it, none of it made it into the final cut. However, instead of being ultra-destructive, director Harold Ramis... Yeah. Had Phil just break a pencil only to see it appear whole again the next morning. Okay. The scene helps audiences realize what exactly the hell is going on in a much more suitable way than using a chainsaw like they originally planned. They had to use fake snow. Ooh. While the film is supposed to take place on February 2nd, Groundhog Day, the actual film of the movie occurred between March 16th and June 10th. Of 1992. In the warmer months. Toward the end of shooting, the temperature began to reach upwards of 80 degrees. <laughs> They're all out there in winter coats <laughs> like assholes. So they, they had to bring in fake snow in order to make it still look like winter in town. This, yeah. al- this also meant that the actors and, ac- actors and extras had to wear mm. big snow coats in the heat of summer. Oh, that's awful. Yes. Next, there were many changes during the making of the film. 
Between the first and final drafts of the film, there were numerous major changes in the script that completely changed the direction of the movie. The original screenplay was written by Danny Rubin, who wrote the role of Phil for someone like Kevin Klein. Oh, wow. This version had the audience kept in the dark about the time loop, something they would have to figure out themselves. <laughs> Listen, I'm not fucking going to movies to figure shit out. You wrote the movie. You do it for me. I'm, I want to be entertained. Entertain me. Exactly. It's like shit with subtitles. Don't make me think. I'm here to chill. It's like shit with subtitles. I don't want to fucking read. I'd read a book. Yeah, and I always get caught up in the subtitles and not watch what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Because you're like, you didn't want to miss anything. Every time, we, like, watch, every time we watch Cinema Sins on uh, YouTube, mm-hmm. um, I'm always reading the damn thing. The subtitles <laughs> instead of watching and listening. Yeah. Um, Phil then kills himself, yet wakes up the next the same morning once again. Furthermore, in the original ending, Rita admitted that she was stuck in a time loop as well. Well, that didn't happen. <laughs> it was filmed in Woodstock, Illinois. Although the film was set to take place in, I I'm gonna screw this one up. <clears throat> Punk swat. Punks- Punks- Puxatoni. Thank you. Yay! Pennsylvania. Apparently, the town center of the city wasn't that they were looking... Wasn't... What? <laughs> did, did, <ooh. laughs> the center of the city wasn't what they were looking for. So director Harold Ramis then decided that the film would be shot in Woodstock, Illinois, which would better suit their needs. However, the people of... Puxatoni. Pennsylvania... <laughs> Saw this as an insult. I'm helping. <laughs> You're doing stuff. Good for you. Yay! <laughs> saw this as an insult and were offended by the decision. So as an act of revenge, they didn't allow the film to use their groundhog. Bucks, uh, Bucks Tony Phil. Was yes. the name Bucks Tony Phil? Yeah. Yep. To be featured in the movie. Babies. <laughs> Listen, New York gets fucking... Like, Shit in, in movies yeah, all the like, time. Exactly. It's oh, this was was this filmed in New York? No, it was fucking filmed in Canada. Canada, like they always use Toronto to stand in for New York for everything. Yep. And New York doesn't have a bone up their ass about it. They're just like, <laughs> yeah, we know. It's shitty to film here. <laughs> You're better off going to Canada. Eh? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's exactly right. Better off getting your ass to Canada. It's probably cheaper, too. Um, there was a debate on how intimate Phil and Rita would get. Sex! <laughs> Until it was decided whether or not Murray would be wearing pajamas, Bill Murray refused to shoot the scene. Apparently, the debate over how intimate the couple got between a big issue amongst the cast and crew. Ramis ended up putting it up to a vote amongst the cast and crew, which ended in a tie. However, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I I appreciate how diplomatic he tried to be, mm-hmm. but it fucking got him nowhere. An assistant set director warned Ramis that the film might be ruined if Phil wasn't wearing clothes in the end. Ramis mm-hmm. took his took this to heart and decided that his character should be wearing clothes. Yeah. Next, Ramis and Murray had fallen out after the film. Yes, they did. Oh boy, <laughs> they were uh, ooh. <laughs> I know you're going to get into it, so I don't need to get into it, but they hated each other after this film. After wrapping up Groundhog Day, director Harold Ramis admitted he and Bill Murray had a fallen out in their friendship, 
Although the two were once good friends and worked on Stripes and Ghostbusters together, Ramis claimed that Mario was, quote, really irrationally mean and unavailable. Maybe he was drunk. <laughs> he was a drinker! Who? Bill Murray. <laughs> Sean's like, I got nothing to say. Allegedly! Look at the two. It's obvious which one would be the drinker. Oh, yeah. Uh, the two stopped talking for almost 20 years until Murray came to set things straight on Ramus's deathbed before he passed away in 2014. Oh. Gee, let's need to wait till then. That's kind of a dick move. Yeah. It's like, hey, I know you're about to die. Um, we're, we're good. <laughs> Can you fist bump me before you die? Can you fist bump me? Oh, my God. A little bit of a fist bump. Fist me before you croak? Oh, that's not um, they were <laughs> friends for too long to stop talking altogether. Yeah, that's shitty. Like, yeah. like, he didn't think enough of them to just be like, yeah, let me wait a few weeks and cool down and then we'll get together and have a Mai Tai and, you know, some appetizers and talk about it. Nobody knows exactly how long he was trapped in the time loop. While there are 38 different... Different days in Groundhog Day, some fans broke it down and claimed that Phil Connors was in the time loop for eight years, eight months, and 16 days. Wow. However, Simon Gallagher from What Culture proclaims that he was trapped for around 34 years. What the hell? Enough time to become a great piano player, speak French fluently, and become an ice sculptor, etc., etc. I don't think 34 years. Like maybe a couple. I like how the other one sounds. Okay. <laughs> um, this was also the same estimation given by Ramus when asked how long Phil was stuck. Yet in the original script, the weatherman was going to be stuck in the loop for ten thousand years. Oh come on! Marking his time by reading one page in the public library a day. That's weird. <laughs> Like, that's how you choose to spend your time? Mm -hmm. That's a weird way to spend your time. Yes. Stephen Toblowski used his insurance agent as inspiration. While filming the movie, Ramis and screenwriter Danny Rubin wanted to add another Ned Ryerson scene at the end last minute. So actor Stephen Toblowski wrote up a scene for his character in which Ryerson, who is an insurance salesman, explains numerous insurance policies to Phil. Hmm. Toblowski claims that he based his character off his own insurance agent to achieve his desired result. Apparently, his insurance agent later called and thanked him <laughs> for portraying the insurance agencies accurately rather than making fun of them like most other media platforms. Oh, please. Ned Ryerson, watch out for that first step. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Trouble with the groundhog. Funny enough, Bill Murray ran into some issues with the real groundhog while on the set of the film. While Murray and the groundhog were never close for extended periods of time, it managed to bite him numerous times. <laughs> they weren't close. They grew apart during filming. <laughs> After he bit him numerous times, he didn't talk to the groundhog for twenty days, twenty years. Twenty years, and then they went out for my ties. <laughs> 
Before the groundhog passed, he came back and said, are we good? Paw bump. None of that is really on here. I added all that in. Because that was hilarious to add in. I think, I think people would have figured that out. Oh, goodness. During the car chase scene, Murray was bitten no less than three times during the process. Don't drive angry. Angering the actor. Furthermore, he even had to go receive anti-rabies injections due to the seriousness of his injuries from the rodent. Ow. No wonder he was so pissed at Harold Ramis. <laughs> he had to get rabies shots and shit? Yeah. Jesus. I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk to the, the um, groundhog either for 20 years. <laughs> you bit me! Fuck you. Listen, I'm speaking to you to tell you I'm not speaking to you. <laughs> Pardon me, I have nothing to say. <laughs> Reference to Rasputin. In the scene when Phil is trying to explain what is happening to him to Rita, he states, quote, I've been stabbed, shot, poisoned, frozen, hung, electrocuted, and burned. Interestingly, these are the same methods that were used by assassins of Rasputin, which may be an Easter egg in the film. However, it might also be a reference to Ghostbusters 2. As it said, <clears throat> Vigo the Carpathian... May have died after being poisoned, shot, stabbed, hung, stretched, disemboweled, drawn, and quartered. Oh, dear. <laughs> I I don't know. Ouch. I, yeah. Quoting Bill Murray, or Peter Venkman, ouch. Yeah. That's a day. <laughs> a family affair. Bill Murray wasn't the only Murray member appear in Groundhog Day. Uh, oh, I know. It was Brian Doyle. Yes. Yay! Give me somebody while I'm waiting. His brother, Brian Dora Murray, actually, actually appears in the film as well. He acts as one of the... He's like the mayor or something. Yeah. Uh, well, he's Groundhog official. Yeah. And he's one of the... One of five of Murray's brothers. Mm-hmm. This wasn't Doyle Murray's first film mm-hmm. either, as he had roles in Caddyshack, Yay! Christmas Vacation, and JFK, amongst many others. Yeah. He has had an extensive work history in both film and TV... Although he's usually overshadowed by his brother, Bill. Aw. Well, every time I hear his name, I always think of Scrooge and Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Because he played his dad when he was a kid. Yes. In the 50s. Get a job and buy a choo-choo. Yeah. And then the boss, Mr. Shirley, on uh, <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Two more. All Poss- right. Possible explanation of the loop. Although Mar- Murray's character eventually makes it out of the time loop, nope. <laughs> audiences were still left wondering what or who had caused it. Initially, Ramis <clears throat> thought about providing an explanation at the end, but otherwise decided to leave it as a mystery for the viewers. <laughs> it's just the <laughs> cosmic, uh, you know, he was screwing up his life. See what happens when you screw your life? Get your act together, Bill. And everyone else, too. Yeah. Luckily for him, this worked out. And not many people were openly annoyed. Or openly annoyed. <laughs> that's what it says. <laughs> I am secretly annoyed at this film. <laughs> that they never got a clear explanation of the time loop. Yet the same explanations they brainstormed were that he was cursed by a past lover <laughs> or someone that had he, uh, he'd been rude to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just thought it was because he was a jerk. <laughs> you know? 
It's like, well, Phil's a jerk. <laughs> and last one, keeping it appropriate. While Phil spends his time in the loop learning new languages and skills, such as playing the piano and us sculpting, Rubens and Ramus did this on purpose in order to keep the film appropriate for basically all ages. While they could have uh, made it into darker aspects of being in the loop, such as committing murder or other horrible crimes without coincidence, no, consequence. Yes. They decided against it. They felt that it would ruin the entire point of the film and would lead to mixed reviews. Yeah, so instead he hurts himself through the whole movie. Mm. Essentially, yeah. And then, like, after he stops hurting himself and starts to, like, improve himself. Mm-hmm. That's when he grows as a person, Sean. I'm just saying. <laughs> Just saying. That's when you grow as a person. Oh my goodness. I think I have my act together now. Nope. No, I think I do. No. Nope. I think I do. No. You say no. I say yes. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm gonna do I'm gonna I got two like rapid fire things before we move on to um the other thing that you have. So what is the most hilarious insult you have heard? I do so love hilarious insults. Um, I'm too scatterbrained to remember remember any of them when they come up in my life, but they may help other people. So here you go. Um, <laughs> some of these are kind of a little bit dirty, but that's good. Okay. That's okay. Uh, during a game of cricket, one player said to another, "You're fat." The reply was, "Every time I fuck your wife, she gives me a biscuit." <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> I, I laughed really hard at that one. I'm bad. I, I gotta tell you, I was like, oh my god, that's funny. Um, <laughs> you're like the Walmart of people. Okay. Pardon my French, but you are being a douchebaguette. <laughs> I like that the one, bear on Ferris Bueller. <laughs> that one takes a minute to sink in. Pardon my French, but you're, you're an, an asshole. asshole. 10 million sperm cells, and you expect me to believe you were the fastest. <laughs> uh, she, let's see if I can get through this one on the first try. She thought she was hot shit in a champagne glass, but she's just cold diarrhea in a Dixie cup. <laughs> that is so nasty. Um, I used to work with a girl who used to sleep around a lot including several people at my work. One day she claimed she hadn't slept with that many people and someone popped up and shouted, Shut up! You've had more pricks than a secondhand dartboard. <laughs> secondhand dartboard, that's good. There are black holes less dense than you, for you science nerds. <gasps> How many hours a day do you practice? Come on, nobody could be as stupid as you without practicing. <laughs> I like that. You are not a clown. You are the entire circus. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could remember that one. I like that one. <laughs> I got called a chuckle fuck once and I had a good laugh about it. What's up, chuckle fuck? I'll give that all the consideration it deserves. That's a, I think that's like a work insult. Sometimes I wonder about you. Other times I'm sure. That'll... that'll confuse anybody you say that to 
You're not the dumbest person on earth, but you better pray they hope that they don't die. <laughs> um, <laughs> this one is also a favorite of mine. <laughs> Your family tree is like a cactus full of pricks that nobody <laughs> wants to get close to. <laughs> love that one me too i love that one even bob ross would consider you a mistake <laughs> and finally i'm not insulting you i'm describing you <laughs> and because we're doing insults i decided to go to the king of insults uh gordon ramsay <laughs> uh, because gordon ramsay he, he can just insult you and make you cry I, I'm 100% sure he could make me cry. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to try to do the Gordon Ramsay accent because that's just, I can't do it. I have never, ever, ever met someone I believe in as little as you. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, was there anything today that I ate that wasn't microwaved? The salad. The salad, you fucking donut? Of course you don't put a fucking salad in the microwave. What is wrong with you? I know. And of course, the very famous, where's the lamb sauce? <laughs> Have you ever seen that YouTube video? Highly recommend that YouTube video. Gordon Ramsay can't find the lamb sauce. It's absolutely hilarious. It's like a five minute video of him just running around the kitchen, yelling at Hell's Kitchen contestants going, where's the lamb sauce? <laughs> <laughs> I lose my shit every time. It's just so funny. What in the fuck is going on? Salmon is raw and the chicken is as dry as a fucking camel's asshole in a fucking desert storm. <laughs> fucking raw. It's raw. Um, <laughs> dried up, crispy as fuck, and it looks like Gandhi's flip-flop. Oh, this is when, like, he took two pieces of bread, and he's like, what are you? An idiot sandwich! <laughs> An idiot sandwich what? An idiot sandwich, Chef Ramsay! Oh, that's when I would just be like, I'm out. Alright, I'm going. Hey, Panini Head, are you listening to me? <laughs> Forecast for tomorrow, 100% chance of tears. <laughs> This fucking pigeon is so raw, it can still fly. <laughs> uh, I want him in. Uh, I can't even do the turkey. Because <laughs> now you're thinking about me doing a turkey. <laughs> I can't do a turkey. Thanksgiving's coming quick, too. Maybe I can run turkey. Run. Maybe I can get it, my turkey impression ready for uh, Thanksgiving. Maybe I can get it. Like, wouldn't that be a miracle if I just did it on the show and did it perfectly? Are you making soup or trying to summon a demon? <laughs> oh, this happened in uh, Hell's Kitchen. A customer was complaining because they wanted more pumpkin in the dish, and then Gordon said, "Right." I'll get you more pumpkin and I'll ram it right up your fucking ass. Would you like it whole or diced? <laughs> oh. 
I've forgotten more than you know? That's classic. Jesus. This fish is so fucking undercooked, it's trying to find Nemo. <laughs> know if he writes some of this shit himself or if he has somebody right oh my god (laughs) yes this i love this one let me see if i can get it right chimichanga chimmy chuck it in the bin (laughs) (laughs) the freshest thing in this kitchen is that pigeon flying around and he's lucky he's still alive My grand can do better than you, and she's dead. <laughs> oh. Ramsey, why is it called a wedding soup? Owner, because after it, you'll feel like getting married. Ramsey, yeah, after this, I feel like getting a divorce. <laughs> oh. Chef, don't you ever get defensive if somebody comments on your food like that? Ramsey, I don't cook shit like that. <laughs> Yeah, um, I finished up. I was watching his show uh, called Gordon Ramsay Uncharted, where he goes to all these like foreign, insane places, and tries to like get into the culture and cook a, a dish that's like indigenous to that area, and it's fucking insane, because <laughs> it's like some of the places you go. Like there was one episode I just watched, and he climbed this like. I don't know, a hundred foot fucking pillar. It was this huge pillar. And it was just to get these little fucking pieces of grass that you would put in a tea. And I started laughing, right? Because I was watching it with a friend of mine. And I was like, he wouldn't go through that much effort to make a thing of tea at home. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's going to fucking climb this huge mountain and get these little things of grass. Make this shitty ass tea. And then, of course, he's seven. He's like, Oh, that is good. That is good. And then I'm like, he's lying his fucking ass off. Because, you know, he's sitting there thinking, this was not worth the climb. I'm sure it wasn't. This is not worth the climb. But it's like, you have to when you're in that neck of the woods, as they say. That's where your freshest herbs are. Yeah. Way up. Yeah, you gotta climb like an asshole. (laughs) Jesus. So... It was good though. If you if you can uh, catch it, I think it's pro- it's probably on demand. Um, if you have National Geographic, I highly recommend it. Uh, speaking of National Geographic, I am so so ready for the Jeff Goldblum show. Oh my god, dude! I am so ready for this. That's coming in November to the Disney Plus app. I am ready, ready, ready. I think you're ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to rock on this. I can't wait. I Jeff, wanna rock, rock. Jeff Goldblum is so weird. Mm-hmm. He's so weird. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I just I know it's gonna be like it's gonna be train wreck. Like I'm not gonna be able to look away. If I ever have the chance to meet him and he starts getting weird on me, no? that's why I would just turn my shoe fly, don't bother me. <laughs> Cause he like, played the fly. Shoe fly, don't bother. Yeah. Okay, so what what what's next? What do you have? <laughs> what do you got there, stranger? I figure we continue on something I started last week. Yeah. With the 
uh, popular American cars during the year that you were born. Okay. <clears throat> and we will finish this list next week. Because <laughs> I'm doing... Wow. I'm doing the 50s and I'm doing the 2000s now. Okay. Next week I'll do the 60s and the 2010 on. Okay. Hey, however you want to do it. Yep. Kind of moving it, like shifting around. Okay. Doing random instead is all in order. So the 50s. 1950, popular car then was a Buick Roadmaster. Ooh, okay. The most memorable Buick Roadmaster Mm. might be the early 1990s station wagon that comes decades later. But the 1950 Roadmaster Mm. offered sleek styling across a variety of options, including the wagon. Mm. 1951 was the Studebaker Champion. This model was a champion of thriftiness. It cost less than the previous year's model while offering better gas mileage. That's always good. Oh, yes. Yeah. How much get? What kind of gas mileage you get in this thing? None of your business. <laughs> MYOB. MYOB. <laughs> That's a very popular question. People ask you that. It's like, oh, what kind of gas mileage you get in that? Why don't you test drive one and tell me? Everybody drives different, too. So it's like the gas mileage that one person gets might not be the gas mileage that another person gets, depending upon what you're doing and where you're going and all that other shit. The size engine you got and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1952 was the Ford F-Series OG. OG! (laughs) Yo, it's an OG. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) OG, oh, shit. Yeah. This early version of the Ford F-150 was dominated uh, the market for decades, helped launch the now iconic truck brand. Mm-hmm. That's all it said. Oh, okay. <clears throat> well, these are short. Oh, good. Yes. 53 was a Chevrolet Corvette. Speaking of cars that launched an iconic brand, the Corvette first introduced in 1953 and has been beloved by car fanatics ever since. 1954, Willie's CJ5. Never heard of it. Uh, me neither. Influenced by the Jeeps used during the Korean War, the Willys CJ5. <laughs> Wet Willy. <laughs> it is when it rains. Yeah. Uh, was a boxy vehicle for people interested in off-roading. 1955 was the Ford Thunderbird. The Thunderbird was Ford's response to the Chevy Corvette's launch two years prior. However, it opted to go for a, quote, personal luxury approach uh, instead of the sporty image of the vet. 1956 is a Continental Mark II. It was 5,000 pounds beneath. cost over $10,000 when it first came out. Ooh, dear. Yeah, I wish the brand new cars were like ten grand now. Seriously. <clears throat> Adjusted for inflation, that's $95,735.45. Oh. The car was clearly geared towards those willing to pay extra for the luxury. I guess so. Jesus. 1957 was the Chevrolet Bel Air. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a very popular car. Representing the final year for the Tri-5 Chevys, the Bel Air featured those iconic tail fins that have ever since become a clear mark of the 50s, like the one on the car used in the movie Christine. Uh, Yeah. Uh, 1958, Ford Edsel. The Edsel, named for Henry Ford's son, 
uh, became notorious over the years as a fantastic flop <laughs> that went out of production by 1960. However, Edsel is a no-go. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't start the fire. Now that makes more sense. <laughs> I never knew what the hell he actually said or meant, and now it makes sense. Oh, we're there. Thank you for pointing that out. Hey, anytime. Fun facts <laughs> on hashtag just saying. Hashtag facts. <laughs> However, it has made the Edsel a collectible for modern Ford fans. 1959, the Cadillac El Dorado. Ooh. Diablo. Ah, Diablo. <laughs> It's fitting that the final car of the 50s featured those tail fins that just didn't seem to stick with future generations of cars. The sleek Eldorado helped put Cadillac on the map by immediately bringing back images of soda stands and sock hops. Ooh, down at the hop. <laughs> du, 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 at the hop. Du, 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 du. At the hop. <laughs> Duck hop. <laughs> oh, you way overmodulated on that one. <laughs> <sighs> that was taken for the movie Gun Hole with Michael Keaton. Yes. <clears throat> now we jump to the 2000. The Pontiac Aztec. It has since gotten a second life amongst collectors after appearing as Walter White's car on Breaking Bad. Ah, okay. But that was... show we never finished. Yep. <laughs> But it was considered something of a flop prior to that. Built on a minivan chassis, it had an odd look and didn't perform as well as many would have hoped. Well, that's life. <laughs> well, built something better. Uh, 2001 was a Ford Focus, which remained uh, among more popular American car models for the same for some time, with the bubbly shaped cars visible all over the roads in the early 2000s. 2002 was a Ford Focus. <laughs> <clears throat> From 1998 to 2008, the Ford Focus was among the most popular rides in England, spending a decade as a top-selling car there. Mm. 2003, the Ford Focus. Focus, yeah. <laughs> After a reign of popularity for a good portion of the 21st century, the last Ford Focus manufactured in North America rolled off the assembly line in Michigan in 2008 because he was told by Optimus Prime to roll out. <laughs> As the Cybertron. <laughs> as the company shifted resources to other models. 2004. Ford Focus. <laughs> it should be clear just how fixated the American car buying public was with the Ford Focus when you consider that the Ford sold over 200,000 units in 2004 alone. 2005. The Ford Mustang. Good. Yay! Fuck the focus. Here's a Mustang. Finally, a good car. <laughs> Jesus. So this covers three different um, versions of the Mustang. Each cost about twenty, each about twenty years apart. The 2005 model included a successful effort to work retro. 60s styling into the car, helping renovate it for a new and old generation of drivers. Boop. 2006, the Chrysler 300 SRT8. If you want a sedan that packs some serious punch, the Chrysler 300 SRT8 might have been the car for you. It generated 425 horsepower and 420 pounds of torque. 20, 2007, 
The Ford Focus. Focus. Jesus. <laughs> Ford sold about 170,000 Focuses in 2007, which clearly means the car remained a popular model with many drivers. Mm-hmm. 2008 Dodge Challenger SRT8. At least it wasn't the Ford Focus. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Well, you might mistake the Dodge Challenger for a 70s muscle car. It had a 425 horsepower Hemi V8 under the hood. After all, it actually launched in 2008. Yeah. And I remember that because around that, that time of the 2000s, I was wishing that they stopped bringing back challenges and charges. Ah. And they did. The <laughs> challenger came first. And, they and did. I was thinking to myself, well, what about the challenge, uh, the chargers? Yeah. Because I wanted a charger then, and I was a big fan of Deuce of Hazard. And yeah. Give me a charger, damn it. Give me a charger. And they did in 2010. <clears throat> That's when they, uh, they were reissued. Yeah. In 2009, the Ford Fiesta. Another car that found a market overseas. Fiesta has been the top-selling car in England since 2008. Wow, it's 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 their Ford Focus. Yes. And next week we will finish this list with the 1960s <laughs> and from 2010 to 2019. He keeps trying. I'm working on it. Next thing I have is a list of the longest-running film franchises. Ooh. As I take a sip of my sprite. No one hit wonders here. Only a select few film franchises have failed to wear out their welcome. Including ones like the action thriller Rambo series. Jesus. Which dates back to 1982. <clears throat> movies focus on John Rambo, a Vietnam vet played by Stallone, who uses military skills to take down corrupt cops, enemy troops, and drug cartels. Yeah. Sly co-wrote all five films in the franchise and is set to reprise his role in the fifth installment, Rambo Last Blood. Listen, I appreciate the fact that he like does he he does a lot of writing for his own stuff. It's he just that does, like because he wants it his way. Yeah, it's just that like maybe <clears throat> he should write and then walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like he's too, you know. I mean, I don't think he's marketable anymore. No. If that makes any sense. It's like going back to 1983. He was going to be Axel Foley in Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, that would have been awful. And he eventually started rewriting a lot of Axel's stuff. Yeah, because which... heaven forbid, he leaves somebody else's script alone, right? Yeah. And what, all the stuff that he wrote turned out to be the movie Cobra. <laughs> they told him that the, you can take all that and they would give him Cobra. Like his own movie for that. Jesus. That he was really changing the Axel Foley character that they were looking at. Well, he got another movie out of it, so, I mean, mm-hmm. we're idiots, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and Rambo Last Blood hits theaters September 20th of this year, 2019. Next is the Shaft, Shaft franchises, which made five films since 1971. Yeah. Shaft debuted on our movie screens in the early 70s. Over a course of nearly 50 years, the crime series has followed three generations of trench coat wearing police detectives, with Samuel Jackson being the most recent taken over as FBI agent John Shaft III in 2019's Shaft. The original iconic character, John Shaft, was previously played by Richard Roundtree in 1971's Shaft. I can dig it. <laughs> 
<laughs> with a shovel. 1972. Just talking about chef. <laughs> Shut your mouth. 1970s two. Uh, Shaft's big score and 73's Shaft in Africa. All in all, the fan, the film franchise has grossed more than 152 million in the box office. Marvel Cinema Universe franchise. <laughs> 24 films since 2008. Woo! Uh, in just over a decade, Marvel Universe has made nearly two dozen fantastical... That's what it says. Fantastical? Yep. I'm with it. <laughs> I'm on board. Fantastical. Films based on the... Mm. Vi- Valiant? Valiant. Tales of uh, comic book superheroes. Yay! <laughs> the action adventure franchise started out in 2008... With the stories of engineer turned superhero Iron Man, yay! Played by Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. and transformatic scientist The Incredible Hulk, portrayed by Edward Norton, which was better. Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> but the Edward Norton one was better than the 2003 one. Yes. Yes, that's probably yes. why they did that. They even in the news sucked. <laughs> Sci-fi series since continued to put more characters in the spotlight. With movies like 2011's Thor, featuring Chris Helmworth, and Captain America with Chris Pine, 2015's Ant-Man with Paul Rudd, mm-hmm. and 2019's Captain Marvel, boasting strong female lead, Brie Larson. Mega Franchise has also found ways to fuse its major players together in spin-off sagas like 2012's The Avengers, while still introducing new stars and projects like 2014's Gar- mm. Guardians of the Galaxy, nah. 2018's Black Panther, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and Marvel Enterprise has no plans to slow down as it's set Yay. to release its 24th film, Black Widow, in 2020. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Yeah, yeah. I'm with it! <laughs> I'm going to skip down on this one. Mm-hmm. Batman. Dun, dun, dun. Franchise has 11 films since 1966. Batman first came to life on the pages of DC Comics in the 1940s, has since evolved into one of the most iconic superheroes to be portrayed on the big screen time and time again. Starting with 1966 Batman the movie, a slew of hot Hollywood hunks have taken on the role of billionaire Michael Bruce Keaton. Wayne. Billionaire Bruce Wayne, who turns into a mysterious crime-stopping hero by night. In 11 different feature films over 50 years, plus two more are in production. Michael Keaton stepped into the bat suit in 1989 and 1992's Batman and Batman Returns, mm-hmm. and followed by Val Kilmer, <laughs> George Clooney, Christian uh, Bale, and Ben Affleck. <laughs> I didn't even fuck with the Ben Affleck Batman. I didn't give a shit. Yeah, I was all set. <laughs> Um, Robert Pattinson is the newest actor slated to play Boo! play the Cape Crusader and will star in, quote, The Batman. The franchise's 13th installment, which is set for release in 2021. Mm-hmm. But Batman hasn't taken all the blockbuster glory for himself. He shared the screen with the likes of Chris o- O'Donnell as a sidekick in 1997's Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. And the late Heath Ledger as a Joker in 2008's Dark Knight. Uh... <laughs> Batman's also joined forces with other DC comic action stars for 
collaborative superhero sagas like 2016's Suicide Squad and 2017's Justice League. James yeah. James Bond franchise, 25 films since 1962. Uh, yeah. Sean Connery was the first uh, smoldering star to tell the world, my name is Bond, James Bond. He kicked things off as a sexy pistol-wielding spy in 1962's Dr. No. Mm. Franchise has since become a Hollywood mainstay with 25 films in over 50 years, all packed with thrilling action. Sean will always be the OG James Bond with six titles to his name, though a string of other actors have been giving him a run for his money, including George Lazenby, Roger Moore, and Timothy Dalton. Okay, Lazenby was only Bond once, <laughs> and I do think that Roger Moore holds the record for the amount of times he has played James Bond. Mm-hmm. And he was the oldest Bond. The last Bond that he did, he was like in his, uh, he was in his early, like late 50s, early 60s when he was doing that. And by the way, the sexiest James Bond. (laughs) Yes, I said it. (laughs) He had a voice like fucking caramel. And you wanted to just spread it all over yourself. Oh my God. He passed away a few years ago. He's amazing. Roger Moore was the best. Then there was Pierce Bronson. I think he that did two. Yeah. Um, Timothy Dalton did one mm-hmm. or two. He did like the living... Did he do Living Daylights? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so Pierce Bronson had a notable four-flick run as Bond, mm-hmm. starting with 1995's GoldenEye. Mm-hmm. Pass the torch to current... Pass the torch current leading man Daniel Craig in the early 2000s. <laughs> I just don't think Daniel Craig is the best James Bond. I know, and a lot of people do. But Despite publicity renouncing the franchise following 2015's Spectre, Daniel will star in the 25th Bond movie No Time to Die, his fifth installment in 2020, alongside a, re- alongside a returning love interest played by Leah Sinatra. Oh. Sadow. I, I don't know. I, this, it, it frustrates me when they get too caught up. Like the last one, I thought Spectre was a horrible movie. It started out great. And then it was like, it got too romancy near the middle. And I'm like, what is happening? This is not, I'm not watching Bond for love. I'm watching Bond for action. Show me yes. action. Leave the love alone. <laughs> Oh, That's just how I feel. That's, I paid to see action. Show me the action. I don't want to see your love. <laughs> I didn't pay for love. <laughs> I didn't pay for love. I paid for action. <laughs> Get me action. <laughs> oh. oh my god. I know. I went on a weird rant just then. But I mean, that's just... You just get crazy with it. It's like, give me a break. <laughs> Kit Kat. I know. Uh, I'll do a couple more and stop there. Good luck. <laughs> May the force <laughs> be with you. Yeah. Because the next one's going to be Star Wars franchise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was like you planned that. <laughs> that just popped in my head right now. Luke, join me. We'll ruin the galaxy. His father and... Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Look, stay here with your aunt and uncle, okay? Yeah. I'm sure uh, nothing bad will happen to me here. 
Love you smell something burning? <laughs> Eleven films since 1977. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, filmmaker George Lucas came up with the intergalactic concept for the sci-fi Star Wars franchise. The now pop culture cult phenomenon started out as an original trilogy of films with 1977 Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope, which at the time didn't have that title. It was just Star Wars. Yeah. And has since spread 11 features under subjects of prequel, trilogy, sequel, trilogy, anthology films, <laughs> and still untitled upcoming trilogies. While the new cast members have been in- integrated over time, the OG, another OG, another OG, yo! <laughs> roster Rebel Alliance fighters remain iconic with Mark Hamill him, as Luke Skywalker, Harrison Ford as Han Solo, and the late Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. They are returned for 2015 Star Wars Force Awakens with new additions Daisy Ridley, Adam Diver, Oscar Isaac, and we're, I'm going to leave out this long list because we know who was in those. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like and to continue, think we did. Continue, continue to make appearances in uh, other installments. Other key figures like Jedi Master Obi Wan Kenobi, Droid C3PO, and R2D2, Wookiee Chewbacca, and Ewok Galactic Empire. Commander Darth Vader also have become mainstays in the franchise following 2018 Solo, A Star Wars Story. Three new movies were announced for release in 2022, 2024, 2026. Two, four, six, Jesus. eight. Yeah, who do we appreciate? Disney! <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> the Halloween franchise. 11 films since 78. Just like Star Wars. Yeah. Just one year sooner. That rotating in ensemble cast, it can be hard a franchise to maintain one plotline term, long term, but not for a slasher saga Halloween. Jamie Lee Curtis actually made her screen debut in the first 1978 installment as babysitter Laurie Strode, who was violently haunted by the mass serial killer Mike Myers. Jamie took a break after starring in the 81 prequel sequel, Halloween 2. Electric Boogaloo? <laughs> Well, the franchise continued to generate new horror flicks with focus on Michael's other murder targets in her absence. She briefly returned for 1998's Halloween H2O 20 years later and 2002's Halloween Resurrection. The original two installments were then remade without Jamie in the late 2000s, but her work wasn't done yet. 40 years later, the very first film was released. She came back for an epic showdown with Mike, Michael Myers in 2018's Halloween. Which I is, heard that was a good movie. It is. I got yeah. the Blu-ray. Oh, well, there you go. Which is the 11th movie <laughs> in the franchise to date, and they're in talks for yet another sequel. Big surprise. Of course. When a movie does well, you know. Uh, three more. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> this is going to be a very long show. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to stick with that one. Two more. <laughs> okay. Friday the 13th franchise. 12 films since 1980. Friday the 13th franchise has been a standstill for an entire decade due to a behind-the-scenes legal battle over copyrights. There is still hope for a new installment about the summer camp serial killer Jason Voorhees in 2018. NBA star LeBron James' production company. Really? Mm-hmm. He's got a production company? I don't know. Keep I your guess. ass in basketball. Is that man. how Space Jam is getting made? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, express interest in helming a reboot if and when... Thus settles, fingers crossed. As of now, there are 12 installments since the original and released in 1980. 
After years of sequels, Friday the 13th joined forces with other successful franchise crossovers like 2003's Freddy vs. Jason. Hmm. And X-Men. Ah. 12 films since 2000. While X-Men franchise arose from the same iconic, same same comic books as the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A Marvel Cinematic Universe, but Marvel yeah. doesn't own the movie rights to X-Men. Exactly. Yes. See, I'm trying to read them so quick. I'm fucking <laughs> up the words. It deserves to stand alone after generating a whopping 12 sci-fi blockbusters in 20 years. 2000's X-Men introduced a large ensemble cast of mutant superheroes, including Professor X, Wolverine, Magneto, Storm, Cyclops, Jean Grey, and Mystique. The franchise continued with group sequels like 2003's X2 and 2006's X-Men Last Stand. Uh, but also branch off to highlight characters on their own. Hugh Jackman, who played Wolverine, was at the center of a trilogy spinoff, accumulating with 2017's Logan, Logan. while Ryan Reynolds has starred in Deadpool and two solo features to date. Sophie Turner's Jean Grey is the most recent character amongst the younger group of actors to take on the key character roles. To score a standalone film, and she showcased her evil evolution in 2019's X-Men Dark, Dark Phoenix. There may not be another chapter for the X-Men, but Buzz is going around about a spin-off in sorts in the near future, The New Mutants. That was supposed to happen last year, the New Mutant movie. Yeah. That was filmed in at Medfield at the Medfield Asylum yeah. that you and I toured. Yeah, we did. And for some reason, it just got bumped for the Dark Phoenix movie, and I think that would have been a much better choice yes. to be released. But oh. that's just my opinion. Oh. Which don't mean shit. Of course not. No. So, <clears throat> we went a little bit long, but that's okay. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next week. 200th coming up. Stay tuned. It's going to be wicked, wicked, wicked awesome. Wicked. 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 <laughs> I'm an idiot sandwich. <laughs> Wicked. Wicked. I'm going to shut up now. Sean's got something to tell you. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good everything. Hey, where do these stairs go? They go up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go up. I'll go first. I've had a good one.